Welcome to season two of the One and Done podcast, where we are dedicated to making young people successful in business early in life. We're recording today from the Rollo Insurance Studio in College Station, Texas. Let's get it started. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the One and Done podcast. Super excited for today's episode. Today we have Kenner Taylor. He's a senior business honor student at Mays Business School here at Texas A&M. He's also the host of the Aggie Greats podcast, and I'm proud to announce that we're going to be doing a podcast swap, having Kenner on the One and Done, and I'll be on the Aggie Greats at some point here in the future. Uh, Kenner, thank you so much for joining the show. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. He's also on the men's tennis team and uh, going into his senior season, so I know he's busy, so appreciate you taking the time. Uh, with us this afternoon. So wanted to to pick your brain, right? Obviously, you're a little different than most of the people that we interview. Uh, background as, uh, has some entrepreneurship in it, uh, still in school, and uh, student athlete. So kind of hitting on all the things that we love to, to see a couple years after school. But wanted to pick your brain today a little bit just to hear, you know, I think you're our ideal listener for the One and Done podcast. And want to learn kind of what are some things you're going through while you're in school and uh, how we can maybe use this podcast as an avenue to help out you and a lot of college students like you in the yeah. future. Well, the biggest challenge, I think, especially having so many different, wearing so many different hats, you're in college, you're studying, obviously, you're doing uh, athletics. The biggest challenge, I think, is time management. I think that that's what a lot of people struggle with. And I think that that's not just limited to studying within, like being a college student, but just being outside and in the workforce. And I think that something like this podcast where you come on and you're able to fill in those times where you're taking long drives, where you're taking, uh, maybe you're working out and you want to learn how to grow yourself. And I mean, that's why I love recording my own podcast and then also listening to podcasts because you have an understanding of how can I become a more successful businessman? How can I put myself in the best position to make a difference with the people around me. And so I think that that is kind of the biggest thing, understanding how do I manage my time effectively? And then also how can I continue to grow and learn uh, while I am doing all these other things that I'm doing? Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about you. Let's let's give the listeners a little bit of your background. Where are you from? Obviously, you're at a but tell us how you ended up in the program you're in and then also a little bit about your tennis yeah, background. Yeah, for sure. So I'm from Houston, Texas. I uh, grew up there. Went to private Christian school my whole life, and so coming to A&M was kind of always the dream for me. I, I came to the tennis camps when I was 10, and that's kind of when tennis started kicking off for me. It was just relatively young, but I would say for the D1 level, I think that that's actually pretty late. Most players start competing around, uh, I would say, 7 or 8. Uh, but, you know, from the second I stepped on A&M's campus, I was just really amazed by the people that I was surrounded with. The people were so encouraging and everybody talks about the culture here at A&M and I was really excited to be a part of that. And so it was from when I was 10, that was always the dream. And there were a lot of challenges throughout the way, uh, a lot of setbacks with tennis. And when you set a goal for yourself when you're 10 and it's this eight year goal that you're working towards, eight, nine years goal, it's really easy to lose sight of what you're working towards and what your passion is for. And so having something that you're constantly working towards and having that drive and that belief to kind of put yourself and do everything that you can day in, day out to get there uh, is probably one of the most rewarding things that I've done in my life. And it's really, you know, being a part of athletics and being a part of something where every single day I'm pushing my body to 
different levels and trying to become better than I was yesterday. That's just a constant pursuit. And I think that that pursuit is the same, uh, whether it's in athletics or in business or anything else that you're involved in. And so tennis was a big part of my life growing up. Uh, I loved playing other sports. I kind of dabbled with everything. I spent probably six years before I got into tennis playing soccer. I played basketball, wasn't super good at that, Uh, played baseball for a bit. Uh, And then obviously tennis was kind of the big thing that I grew up doing. And so that was something that was really fun. My coach went here, was an All-American on the A&M tennis team back in his day. And so that passion kind of continued to drive me as I came here to Texas A&M. You know, and you mentioned all your tennis background, but obviously you're you're doing something right in the classroom as well as a business student with Mays. And I know there's a lot of uh, hard work that goes in on that side as well. Tell us a little bit about your academic background and, and what you sh- saw yourself wanting to do grow up. And then we can lead that into a little bit about your, your business that you started yeah, and your podcast you run. For sure. Well, so I kind of grew up, my, my dad was always kind of pushing the entrepreneurial lifestyle. Uh, just this always pushing this mentality of, you know, it's not necessarily not wanting to work for people, but it's wanting to be able to find something that other people haven't done and do that or find something that people are currently doing and make that better. And I kind of got my first taste of that in high school. Uh, My focus was always on tennis. I would always take notes uh, between lessons and after lessons and just kind of write down things that I'm learning because I love that. I think that that's the biggest thing that separates people who go on and do good things, whether that's in the classroom or academically. It's just this passion for learning and I, I was really fortunate to have that growing up. I was at my high school. We have a program called the Distinguished Scholars Program, which was a really cool program within the Bush Center for Scholars and Leaders. And we spend four years with, I think we started out as a class of 20 and ended up as a class of eight, uh, just because of how rigorous the material was. And we take a topic that we're interested in. I took, I I researched special operations forces, training and selection, kind of the psychology behind when we talk about peak performance, I was really interested in how are these top military fighters, how are these top operatives able to withstand the immense pressure and the And with the crazy intensity that they always have, right? Right. And so actually... Discipline is things that you could probably apply as an athlete as well. Exactly. And so I spent uh, probably two, three years researching that which helped me not only in tennis, but then when I went on to found different companies or try different things uh, within the entrepreneurial vein, uh, I think the biggest thing for people who maybe want to start entrepreneurship or have this passion but don't really know how to get into it, I mean, in my experience, finding a mentor, somebody who's kind of already in that field and being successful there, and then also just jumping in and trying it. I think there's a common stat with, entrepreneurs it's like one in ten businesses fail it's probably more than that honestly but that doesn't mean that you don't get in and try and that just means that you and in my personal experience I've learned from every single mistake and as long as you have this mentality of failing forward trying to push and grow each day those are the people who are going to end up being successful in the long run yeah, you know, I want to hit on that mentorship topic you talked about. You know, as a person in college, you're the target audience for what we do here yeah. in this podcast. 
we talk a lot about mentorship. A lot of our previous episodes, people mentioned that they found a mentor, that they need to find one, or that somebody's helped them out as they kind of transition from college into the professional career. Obviously, you, your dad is big in real estate. Right. That's something you're super interested in. My dad obviously founded Rollo Insurance, yeah. uh, where I now serve as a president. So we obviously kind of have that uh, built into our, our DNA, if you will. Mm -hmm. For people, because there's a lot of people right now at A&M and many other colleges, what resources are out there for them to find those mentors, the, to find industries that they want to be in? Yeah, well, what's great about uh, being in college, and I know a lot of people don't necessarily go the college route, but within college, within A&M, I think the biggest resource that I've found is honestly my teachers, finding people who are extremely passionate about what they're doing. And I'm finding that a lot of people, uh, especially within A&M, are really People wouldn't be teaching the class that they're teaching for the most part unless they're genuinely interested in seeing young people succeed. And that's your goal with the podcast, to see young people grow in whatever they're trying to work on. And so teachers have that same goal. And I found that as a student, teachers want nothing more than for their students to come to them and to ask for help. And so especially when I'm traveling, uh, which was a major problem in the spring because that's when we compete we're traveling so much. Um, when I was traveling, being able to go out and come back and say, hey, can you help me with this? And go to their office hours, get to know them personally. I've established the best relationships with people who I look up to, people who have taught me amazing things, really just from my teachers. So that's one resource. I'd also say that you have access to your fellow peers, people who are a grade above you, people who maybe are a step ahead in whatever area you're looking for. Because those people, even though they might not be necessarily older than you, I think that there's a level of experience that you get as you move on, as you go through college. Everybody has a different experience and a different story, but those people are also able to lean in and to pour into who you are and where you're trying to go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to learn a little bit more about some of the characteristics that you've applied from your tennis background uh, into the businesses you ran. So Advantage Tennis yeah, was Advantage an Tennis. app that you built, right? You, right? We talked a little bit about it. Maybe it wasn't as successful as you wanted it to be, but you learned from it. You're going to apply that in the future. And then uh, before we get to that, though, tell me a little bit about uh, your podcast you do, Aggie Greats. Yeah, so Aggie Greats, uh, I think that you and I have a very similar focus when we're starting uh, with the passion for the podcast. My, my podcast is called Aggie Greats. It's focused on kind of getting into the minds, habits, and lifestyles of some really cool Aggies on campus, people who are doing big things, whether they're astronauts, former Yale leaders, uh, CEOs of different companies. Uh, I think that the title is a lot less important and the focus is more on the fact that, one, they're an Aggie and they're part of that community and their family and that they have something to share with other Aggies who are also trying to grow. And so having that specific focus, especially since I'm uh, really passionate about A&M and passionate about the community that they've built and given back to me. It's kind of my way of giving back to the community. Yeah, I, I love that. And that that's kind of what made me get into the One and Done podcast as well, right? To, to give back uh, to people who, you know, I probably in the same situation I was trying to figure out what they wanted to do through college. And, and you know, I learned about it, what I wanted to do just because I was, you know, lucky enough to have family in the business, but yeah. not everybody has that. So my big goal was to give back and for people to hear about all the wonderful industries that I've learned about through insurance uh, that are parallel to what I'm doing in, in my white collar profession and to share that with other people. Talk a little bit about the similarities between business and sports. So going into your tennis yeah, background, like for sure. you mentioned earlier that, that you've applied sports 
uh, premises to business, which I think is very interesting because we've had a lot of people talk about how business is applied to them in sports. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so it's it's really funny because, like you said, a lot of people have this idea of there's a correlation where you use sports to help you in school or in business and whatnot. But I found that there are a lot of parallels between business and school. And the, f- the main one that I focused on this summer has been this premise of when you're starting a business, if you think about yourself, and in my case as a tennis player, and you are trying to develop yourself into the best athlete, the best person you can be. I have two years left, and I'm looking at that, and I'm saying, okay, there's the finish line. I have two years to develop myself to become the best athlete that I can be. You know, Then if I want to go pro, that's a whole other story. Or if I just want to be the best college player that I can be, that's an option. But the biggest thing that I've learned is when you look at a business, you are focusing on y- – the things that are making you money, the things that are bringing in revenue that are kind of the cash cows of the business. And so what, and then what you do with your weaknesses is you don't completely, uh, you you know, obviously you're trying to build them up to an acceptable level, but you recognize that that's not where my main money resource is going to be coming in. That's not my main focus. So with my tennis game, if my backhand is my moneymaker, I'm winning a lot of points on that side of the court or maybe my serve is the best part of my game, then having those and focusing on that, spending the two years that you have to make those really lethal weapons when you're playing on court, and then taking weaker parts of your game, maybe that's your forehand or your approach shot, and making those a level where you recognize that you want to make them to where they're not attackable. Obviously, you recognize that they're not going to be your absolute strength, but pouring a ton of time and resources into an aspect of your game that's not the best part of your game that's not going to make you and win matches for you. I think at a certain point, obviously you need to reach a break-even point with that, but at a certain point, that's kind of a waste of resources. Yeah, you know, and I I love hearing that from you because to me what I hear is discipline, right? Discipline and uh, application of of the knowledge and what you're taking in. I think that's what maybe a lot of college students are trying to figure out because if you're not playing a sport actively, you're you're not usually using those those skill sets as often. Yeah. Talk about how important those are for you, both learning and then applying that knowledge and the discipline it takes to do that on a consistent basis. How important is that for you in business? I like like that you bring up the word consistency because I just had a conversation with my coach today about consistency and, and in practice. And the best advice that he gave me and what really stuck out today was this idea of thinking about, you know, because I was like, okay, I have two years left. How can I structure this fall, this spring to be the best that I can? And he said, all right, think about each day as, you know, each day or each week is seven days. Each day is 24 hours. Each hour is 60 minutes and each minute is 60 seconds. So when you start to think about time in these shorter increments, then you start to realize the impact and the compounding impact of these small focused efforts that you have over a consistent period of time. And and then he also was talking about this importance of having kind of a plan A, plan B, plan C of your day. What You go into your day and you say, okay, this is what I want to accomplish. This is what I want to do. Most people kind of stop at that mentality. And they say, okay, today I'm going to get this part of my project done, this part of this done. And then you're driving to work, your car breaks down. Something happens, you know, it rains, you were planning on going for a run. Most people stop at plan A. But if you're, and so that creates a lot of, we're talking about consistency and discipline. 
the top players, the top performers in any industry have a plan B so that when plan A doesn't work, because we know plan A isn't going to always work, then you have a plan B, then you have a plan C as far as, okay, this doesn't happen, but I can do this. This can't happen. Okay, I have this. And I think that that allows players especially, but then like we're talking about businessmen, to have a consistent level of performance because now you're not being reactive. As soon as you become reactive, and my, my coach happens to be the UFC coordinator. He, he's head over a bunch of different UFC fighters. you know. So everybody's good. Everybody's standing on their feet and confident until you get punched in the face. And that's exactly what happens with business. Uh, if you're planning to take your business one way, you get punched in the face and you have no plan, that's when your business tanks and that's when things don't go well. You know, I want to talk a little bit. I, you know, we talked about your internship that you had in the industry you want to be a part of. Yeah, that's big. That's that's what we talk about here. The one and done all the time, which is find an industry. Listen to this podcast. Hear from people in all industries across the spectrum of, of white collar business and professionalism and then apply that to yourself through internships. And yeah. I think one thing going back to what you were just talking about, like the increments and the smaller increments of how you set goals and how you manage them and building plans around those, I think one thing a lot of college students do is they say, I'm just a freshman. I have time. And then, oh, I'm just a sophomore. I have time. I can do an internship my you know, junior year. Yeah. And then something rolls around in their junior year. They can't do an internship because, like you said, something mm-hmm. pops up and they don't have the ability to. And now they went through four years of school with not ever bettering themselves or preparing themselves for the industry they want to get in. Right. You obviously did an internship last year. It was your junior semester. So, yeah. you, so you got some experience there. How impactful is building a plan as a sophomore or freshman in college? And then talk about the impact an internship has on those plans as you prepare yourself for a specific industry. Yeah, I think that that is so important. I think, like you said, internships are so important. Having a plan going into your summers I will say, as a college student, you don't have to have it all figured out. I think even you coming out of college probably didn't know exactly what you wanted to do. Some people, they have that option. They have that luxury. But for probably 95% of us, we have no clue what we want to do. And that's totally fine. But I think that the most important part is to put yourself in the best position to be successful. I've had friends who I talked about over the summer. One of my friends is working over at Wells Fargo. And I said, oh, how did you manage to land that internship? And he said, well, and this is one of the smartest guys I know, really hardworking guy. And he said, I applied to 200 different companies. This was one of the only ones that reached out to me. That level of commitment and that level of consistency of effort where you don't necessarily know where you're going to go, but you put yourself out there, you put yourself in a position to be successful. That's when you're going to be able to see the results and see that. Everybody looks at the guy who's working at Wells Fargo, who's the CEO of a company and says, oh, they just got that. You know, maybe their parents did this. Maybe that was just a family thing. But a lot of people don't see, they just see the end result. They don't see all the work that happened behind. Uh, And so in my case, when we're talking about the internships, uh, a lot of that, I had a couple of different internships over the summer. My freshman year was the Advantage Tennis where I was taught kind of how to get into the entrepreneurial space. And I was uh, taught the different things that are required to be successful in that. And then my past summer, I'm really passionate about the real estate industry. I'm working on my real estate license right now. And so last summer, I had the opportunity to kind of hone my focus when we're talking about internships. My freshman year, I I did that entrepreneurial thing. And I think that I still have that passion. That's why I'm doing my podcast. But I was able to do an internship focus on real estate. And I was able to really start to hone in on, okay, 
this is what I'm interested in. And that's why I encourage people to do internships because you don't know what you're interested in until you actually jump in and you actually try that. Test it out. Absolutely. As we wrap up today, um, what are the top pieces of advice that you've received uh, as a college student that you really tried to apply to yourself as you prepare yourself to move into the industry of business? Yeah, I think the biggest and most important thing for me, uh, especially we were talking earlier about how, you know, how quick college goes and how quick your time in whatever journey of life you're in, it goes by extremely quickly. Before you know it, you're 20. Before you know it, you're 30. And, and so the biggest thing that I've learned is to honestly be grateful for every single day. Don't take things for granted because the opportunities that you have, the people that you surround yourself with, uh, you know, my freshman year, I was like, I had plenty of time over the summer. I got to see all my new friends and hang out. Now I'm a senior and I'm like, hey, you want to hang out? They're like, oh, sorry, I have work. I'm interning somewhere. Like those relationships that you have that I have right now, two, three years down the road, those are going to be a lot harder to maintain. And so having this attitude of being grateful and being appreciative of the resources that you have, I think is going to go a long way in terms of allowing you to lean into the people that you surround yourself with, who you're working with, who you're going through classes with, and then just it's going to give you a better outlook on life and kind of how, where you want to be moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I actually was on a podcast um, recently. They were interviewing me and they asked me, you know, what I miss about being a student. And I told them it was networking. Yeah. Right. Cause all those people, even the people you mentioned that, you know, you, you do grow apart from some people as, as time goes on and you get busier and those kind of things. But those are the relationships that matter four or five years down the road when you're both in adjacent industries and you can, you know, relay notes and relay ideas that make you more successful. Yeah. So networking while you're in school is that's definitely big. Huge. And that's, taking advantage of, you know, growing my podcast, that's the biggest thing I've learned. Being at A&M, I just say, hey, do you know any people who might be good for this podcast? And they're like, oh, yeah, let me connect you to this person. And simply being an Aggie, simply being an alumni of whatever school or group or part, people love to be a part of a group. People want to help other people. And so lean into that. You have to ask. People are going to say no, but a large majority of the people are going to appreciate you reaching out to them at the very least and are going to do what they can to make you and to help you be successful. Definitely. So uh, for all you non-Aggies out there, sorry, it's a little yeah. tougher, but. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a um, cult over here. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, Kenner, we really appreciate you coming on the show, man. It was, yeah. it was great talking to you and uh, good luck with your future tennis season and all your future business endeavors. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Be sure to rate our podcast and leave a review. Also, make sure to check us out on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook at One and Done Podcast.